Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review show for episode 17 on local government. I'm Progress Deputy Editor Connor Pope and I'm with Progress Director Richard Angel to look through some of the reactions to this week's show. So just a couple of hours after the episode on local government came out earlier in the week in which we spoke to Southern Council leader Peter John and former Camden Council leader Sarah Hayward about, among other things, Haringey, Claire Cober, the leader of Haringey Council, announced that she was stepping down and would not stand again for council in this May's elections. Now, when we usually say that someone leaving politics is a big loss for Labour, which um, you know I, th- I feel like we've we've done on several occasions, usually we're talking about MPs, former cabinet ministers, that sort of thing. But actually, Claire Cobus standing down is a big loss for Labour, isn't it? It is. She's the most senior councillor in London. Not only is she a councillor in the London Borough of Haringey, not only is she the leader of that borough, she is the chair of London councils, which is Labour-dominated because we have got most of the councils across the city, and they have elected her to be their chair. So she is the conduit between local government and the mayor, local government and and central government in London, you know, and she's a big Labour figure. She's also got a borough that, while it has voted Labour every election since its creation, has terrible troubles, high turnover population, some of the poorest people in London, intractable problems. And she took it over in the wake of the report that came out about how the baby pee situation was handled and how the Secretary of State at the time essentially fired the head of social services in her borough, the leader and I think one other cabinet member left the cabinet and there was an election. You know, she's taken it from that point. The Haringey now has got the fastest improving schools in London and running some amazing things, has held off some of the worst excesses of austerity, really despite some of the financial pressures, made sure the living wage continues to be paid. They've tried to meet with the Unison Ethical Care Charter and other key things to run her borough with her values, and then tried to do a very big project, which ultimately was unable to get through, to deal with the biggest issue facing Londoners, which is the housing crisis. Now, I don't know what the good and bad of that scheme might be, but I do think it is right that Labour councils try to take on the big issues and use whatever is at disposal to try and tackle them. And it is right that local people had a view on it. What seemed to me to be wrong was that the Labour Party NEC 
thought that it could run a borough from a group of people who were actively uninformed about this decision. It wasn't on the agenda, there was no papers, and Claire or her colleagues were not invited. That's, there's a principle at stake there, and I think it is sad that Claire has paid the price because ultimately means the people of Haringey have paid the price. And Sarah Hayward made the good point on Tuesday's podcast that this is so different from when Neil Kinnock called out Liverpool Council in the 1980s because what Liverpool Council were doing then was running an illegal budget yeah. that was literally against the law. And so there is actually a very big difference <laughs> in the two situations. But what I thought was also really interesting from both Sarah and Peter and in fact, the open letter from over half of all Labour Council leaders mm. across the country over the weekend was that clearly there is a, an enormous amount of respect for Clare, not just in London, but across the country. And that all of those people will clearly think it's a really big loss that she's standing down to. Because I don't think that they would have signed that letter if the NEC had just stepped in on any council, actually. I think actually the fact that people really do think quite highly of, uh, of Claire Cober was a big driving point behind that. Peter John said it was a lack of respect, and I think he was right in saying that. You know, Claire took over in the most difficult circumstances, as I said, led it to a position where it is a beacon council, not a basket case council, and has done it in a very difficult time when George Osborne's austerity is still ruining public services across the country and has actively focused it on local government because he believed that he could replicate what Margaret Thatcher did in the 80s, which is turn Labour in on itself locally by making councils pass on cuts rather than him have to make them through central government and make his figures balance at that end of the books. And we seem to have fallen for his trap, as we do every time. We've fallen for a George Osborne trap and it has led us into a pretty bleak situation, I fear. And I think there was something, you know, there is something about Claire that is remarkable and something appalling about how the way she's been treated. And we spoke a bit about the uh, local government association conference happening this weekend in uh, in this week's podcast. Um, and Progress have got an event there, haven't we? We've got an event, and uh, on the focus of the single market and how Britain uh, remains a part of the single market to protect our communities. So Heidi Alexander, who is the co-chair of the Labour campaign for the single market, is coming up to speak. We've got a number of council leaders. Uh, speaking and I am chairing and I think it's really important that when we have this discussion obviously the focus is on Westminster and what it can do to uh, stop the hardest of Brexits but it matters to our local communities and our civic leaders should be having a say in the kind of relationship we have with the European Union that biggest and social market on our border as it will be when we leave the EU and the kind of opportunity their communities have to earn a crust and be part of that market and get the opportunities from it. So we're going to the LGA Labour Group Conference. If you're there, come and say hello. Uh, and I hope you would be able to come along to the event. But it's a really good opportunity to put local government at the front of the kind of decisions the country might make on Brexit. In good news, though, it looks like baby leave for MPs will be introduced after a vote in Parliament today. We spoke about this in episode 16, I think it was, with um, new MP Darren Jones a couple of weeks ago. If anyone wants to go back and listen to that, he recently, um, his wife gave birth to um, a daughter and uh, only seven weeks old, he had to come in to vote on a crunch EU withdrawal bill, vote in Parliament and brought his baby through the the, the voting lobby for that. Um, he was very keen on the idea that baby leave of some sort should be brought in to kind of update Parliament's archaic uh, structures. And uh, yeah, it looks like really good news. It does look like good news. So this is an idea that Harriet Harman has been pushing, I think with people like Jess Phillips, who's chair of the Women's uh, Parliamentary Labour Party, that 
if you are on maternity leave, you can essentially nominate one of your colleagues to go through the division lobbies for you on a given issue. And I think this is absolutely vital for a variety of reasons. One, when you give birth to a baby, your sole concern should be on that baby and doing it. It is tough. It is tough for people. And whether you've had to have it natural or by cesarean section, it is a it, you know, it's trying on your body physically. And poor Emma Reynolds, who had a baby literally days before Theresa May called an election, had to essentially work through the general election. I think, in fact, me and you went out campaigning for Emma Reynolds very early on in that general election and campaign. And we did it as a decision because she just had a baby and thought the solidarity she needs is that she needs extra campaigners because she should be sitting with her feet up and, you know, with her baby rather than out on the knocker. And so by us going up there, she could have the afternoon off to go and sleep and get better and crucially look after her baby. So that was us trying to live our values on that important principle. But when it comes to her work life directly in Parliament, it actively, you know, mitigates against that, considering Parliament's reluctance to want to move forward. It's the fact that they have passed this and taken a step forward so that whether it's mums or dads that are doing the parental leave, that they don't feel that pressure to have to physically be in Parliament, but still be able to stand up for their constituents is clearly really important. And we've got a brilliant iTunes comment this week, which is, uh, has come in from Marcus2000. He says, as a newish member of the Labour Party, this podcast has been invaluable in helping me to orientate myself within the party. The topics are always interesting and the banter amusing. Not too heavy for some leisure time listening, but not trivial either. My only complaint would be the dull music. Perhaps the song Progress by Public Service Broadcasting might be more fitting. Um, <laughs> but fantastically, that is just a one-star review. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'm, no, hopefully. Marcus 2000, you've got to go back in. <laughs> that cannot be a one star review. One star's bad. Five star good. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that just made me laugh a lot. Um, I'm sure we Brilliant. can send a mug, mug. to Marcus if, uh, if he sends us his address. We'll, we'll stick a mug, a progress mug. And how does he send us his address, Connor? He can send it to office at progressonline.org.uk. Brilliant. Or he can DM our Twitter account. That too, yeah. Wonderful. Excellent. So, Every week, Connor asks a pub quiz question. What was the question this week? So my question this week was that uh, the Zenit St. Petersburg football team in Russia, obviously, have a player, and he is the son of which current Shadow Cabinet member? And the answer is, the, drum roll. The, da, 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 da. the answer is Barry Gardner's son. Barry Gardner. There um, we go. And there's, there's been a lot of um, cynicism. I think it's been covered in, in the news a bit this week. We've had quite a few people who, who wrote in and got the right answer. And there's been some cynicism about his, uh, you know, the, the, the Russian links involved. But I think we won't that, go I, there. I think, we won't go there. Not with be, our friend Barry. I think that might be slightly reaching. Anyway, James Higginbottom, Hannah Cook, Liam Martin Lane, Tom Owen, Neville Taylor, and Alistair Harding all got that answer right. Mugs in the post coming to you. Six mugs going out this week. Excellent uh, news. Remember to send in any comments and questions, leave a review, rate, and subscribe on iTunes. And Progressive Britain will be back on Tuesday next week with Alison McGovern and guest Jess Phillips. You won't want to miss it. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast with Connor Pope and Richard Angel. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton. Hey. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 